Our gospel reading today is from uh, the Gospel of John. We're, we're taking a little side trip from Matthew, where we, we will be for most of this year, and, and taking a little stroll through John in the season of Lent. Our, our reading is from John chapter 3, beginning with the first verse. Listen for God's word. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after growing old? Jesus answered, or can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of flesh is flesh. What is born of spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born from the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can, I, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things. No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. And thanks be to God. So every year, um, our family uh, goes with, with Marie's side of the family, and we take a trip to the Outer Banks, to the beach every year. It's a wonderful trip, a wonderful time with uh, grandparents and cousins and aunts and uncles and all, right? Yeah, see some smiles. Um, but we've been doing the same trip for well over a decade now, even staying in the same house. So every once in a while, we feel the need to try something a little new just to give the, the same old trip some new life and flavor. This past summer when we went, um, we decided we'd try something new. We'd take a boat trip together. We'd try to charter a boat and get uh, a, a little ride around uh, the area, at least around the Albemarle Sound, and see, um, see the area, see something new, and, and who doesn't love a boat ride, right? So my brother-in-law and I kind of schemed together to make it work, and we, we, um, what we believe, we chartered with a company to, to give us a boat ride around the Sound. So you can imagine our astonishment when we get to the place and instead of introducing us to our boat captain, they toss us the keys and saying, have fun. <laughs> no one in our group knew how to drive a boat and so we were terrified. 
We weren't sure what to do. It was a colossal misunderstanding. At the heart of our Bible story today is a misunderstanding. Nicodemus, who's a, a Pharisee, our, our, the Bible's favorite Pharisee, you could even say, goes and visits Jesus. Nicodemus, as a Pharisee, is a leader among the Jewish people, um, and so uh, he, he's interested in what Jesus has to say. This goes without saying because just before our reading, Jesus entered the city of Jerusalem with a lot of gusto. He goes straight into the temple, turns over the tables, causes quite a scene and ruckus. Everyone's talking about this rogue rebel rabbi that's shown up. So everyone's at least a little curious. John only tells us about one person who goes and asks him what he's up to. That's good old Nicodemus. But as Miss Joanne told our kids, um, Nicodemus is a little embarrassed to say the least to go visit this rogue rabbi on his own. So he goes at night, which is why for decades now, pastors and scholars have, have lovingly called this biblical character Nick at Night. <laughs> Pay attention as we go through John's gospel what time of day it is. It, it's, a, it's something John plays with a lot in, in telling gospel stories. So remember Nick at night, and then remember what time of day it is as we go through these other stories too. So Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night and asks him a whole bunch of questions. I remain convinced that Nicodemus would make a really great Presbyterian today. We love digging into details, right? We like asking hard questions. We like nitpicking things and, and getting to the bottom of things. So that's exactly what Nicodemus does. He asks Jesus a whole bunch of questions. In the middle of these questions, Jesus gives an answer that prompts even more questions. And what does Jesus tell him? You can't see the kingdom of God unless you are born from above. Or as some translations and some traditions of the church say, unless you are born again. Nicodemus is absolutely perplexed by it, just like my brother-in-law and I at the boat place, just absolutely perplexed and misunderstood what Jesus is talking about completely. How can someone be born again after growing old? How can someone re-enter their mother's womb and be born again? How does that happen? This misunderstanding of Nicodemus happens because of semantics. He's digging so in the weeds, so in the details, that he can't get the spirit of what Jesus is trying to say. What Jesus is really inviting Nicodemus to. I remain uh, committed that Nicodemus would make a good Presbyterian today because I think that's the same thing that we get hung up on as well. I'm sure many of us have friends in other traditions, uh, of other branches of, of the church family that, that really hone in on that phrase, born again. Nod your heads if you've ever been asked when you were born again. Did you know what to say? I'll tell you the really snarky Presbyterian answer to that question. I was born again 2,000 years ago when Jesus died on the cross. So sure, that's, there's truth in that answer, but I think it's also a bit of a cop-out too. And I say that pointing the finger at myself as that's something I've said. 
And I think it's a bit of a cop-out because it, it doesn't get at what the spirit of what Jesus is trying to say, of what Jesus is inviting Nicodemus and each of us to as well. And like Nicodemus, we Presbyterians, when we don't understand something, we resort to scoffing or, or even snarkiness to try to figure it out or at least get through it. But there has to be another way. There has to be a better way, right, friends? To dig in, and I'm going to do another really Presbyterian thing and dig into the Greek of what Jesus said. So what Jesus invites Nicodemus to do is he uses these two Greek words, agenito and nothen. So agenito, born, can be taken biologically, and that's certainly how we've misunderstood that. Uh, but it can also be understood as spiritual or metaphorical. And you can imagine that's what Jesus is talking about because he talks all about the spirit after this. You must be born of water and spirit. The other word anothen can, can mean from above or again, but can also root back to that word agenito of born to talk about a beginning, a source, an origin. So really the, the way I'd prefer that we understood these words is instead of being born from above or born again, Jesus is asking and inviting Nicodemus and by extension each of us to begin again, to begin anew, to begin again and anew in our journey of, of seeking out God and trusting in God's love and loving God and neighbor with everything we've got. begin again. And another misunderstanding of this that I, I think our friends in, in the traditions that, that really hone on this get is it's not a once and for all thing. You're not just born again and you can rest on your laurels. No, Jesus is, and the Greek even shows this, it's not just begin again and call it good, it's begin again and again and again. There's a reason we have a prayer of confession in each worship service, friends. And our, our words today said that so well. Of It is a time to wipe the slate clean and begin again in relationship with God and one another. God wants, God strives, God reaches out to us again and again, asking us to begin anew. And at the very end of our reading, we get the why. The very why of God. And everyone's favorite uh, verse that the athletes write on their, their uh, um, oh gosh, whatever that, that's called that athletes put on their face in football, um, that John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. God's great why is love. That is why God is always reaching out to us, always inviting us to begin again, to begin anew, to begin a new journey of seeking out God in relationship, God and each other. So, friends, I think I owe you the end of that boat story, right? <laughs> Left you all hanging, then started talking about Bible stuff, right? So, at our, um, you know, maybe it was out of pity, or maybe it was out of fear that we would do irreparable harm to their boat or to our persons, but they lent us one of their employees to help get us started. His name was Joe, who we forever called Captain Joe after that. And we tried to, my brother-in-law tried to really entice this guy, be like, can't you just chill with us and stay on the boat and drive us around? He's like, no, 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 really relaxed guy. He said, 
Guys, it's never too late to learn a new thing. It's never too late to try something new. I think the wisdom of Captain Joe is at the heart of what Jesus is telling Nicodemus. And each of us, it's never too late to begin again. Nicodemus, just like Abram in our first reading, was an older man. Jesus is essentially saying it's, you're never too old to begin again. You're never too educated to learn something new. You're never too accomplished to try a new thing. Friends, that is what the season of Lent is all about. It's a time to begin again, to begin anew, to strive to grow deeper in relationship with God and one another, ever seeking God out, ever striving to understand God's love better. So friends, how do we do this? How do we begin again? Well, believe it or not, I think Nicodemus is an excellent example of how to begin again. Because our reading is only the first time Nicodemus will encounter Jesus. Now, in John's gospel, Jesus goes to Jerusalem three times. And each time he goes to Jerusalem, Nicodemus seeks him out. Several chapters from now, Nicodemus will seek Jesus out again. And again, ask them more difficult and pressing questions. I remain committed that Nicodemus would have made a great Presbyterian. The third time Nicodemus encounters Jesus is after his crucifixion, where he joins Joseph of Arimathea in, in burying Jesus' body, anointing him with oil and, and myrrh. From this third and final encounter, you might get the sense that he finally got it. His journey of seeking was complete. He found a way to begin again. So how do we begin again, friends? By continuing to ask difficult questions. Continuing to seek Jesus out. Even in the cloak of darkness, even at night, even in the midst of our doubts, our fears, our worries. Continue seeking out God and giving God all of our questions, all of our stresses, all of our worries. Because the God we know in Christ loves us no matter what and never gives up on us, never gives up reaching out to us in love and peace. The clearest glimpse of that we get, friends, is every time we gather at our Lord's table. Because this is the place where Jesus invites us to begin again and again and again each time. And this, friends, is the place where we are reminded of God's ultimate why. Love. That God loves us so much that he will always meet us and feed us here to strengthen us on our journey of seeking to grow in relationship with God and one another. Friends, may we go from this place, seek to begin again in a new, reminded that God loves us no matter what and always holds us close. Amen.